Hi, listeners, and hi, Paige. How are you doing? Hi, Christine. Mm, this is <laughs> this is Color and Company. Welcome. We're so excited. We're going to be talking about Matthew today a little bit more because it's still January, and we actually have a lot of things on our minds. Um, Paige is in a really cool situation where she has the house to herself for like a bit, uh, yeah. a long weekend. Yeah. Right. That's really Friday cool. To Tuesday. So, it's crazy. So, <laughs> so isn't that crazy as a mom? Yeah. Every mom in the world is like, what? <laughs> That's amazing. How nice. That's what everybody's saying right now. Exactly. And it is amazing. And I'm really glad that is happening because, yeah. you know, good things we can the, celebrate. <laughs> life, you guys. Crazy. Um, yeah, you are living the life, the life of being a mom. It's really hard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So uh, I do have, you know, some insights, some insights. Listen to me. I've I feel like I've had a lot of thoughts about Matthew as we've been reading and um, really what I find most interesting is that as we, so we've talked about a lot of prophecies and that Matthew has a book, I mean, as a book, (laughs) there are a lot of prophecies that are pointed out that Jesus fulfills and that's on purpose because his audience is the nation of Israel, the Jewish people. Um, and so knowing that, then we have, you know, the end of, uh, the end of Jesus's birth story is this interesting fleeing to Egypt and then returning to Nazareth, but not 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 returning to Nazareth, returning to Israel, but not living in Bethlehem. They don't return to Bethlehem because of fear of the what is it? Um, yeah, I think verse twenty-two. Yeah, but when he Joseph heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. So. There's Joseph being directed and leading his household like a biblical man would. I totally <laughs> forgot about the dream. <laughs> I know. What a it high wasn't bar, just... Christine. <laughs> it wasn't husband, just that Joseph was afraid. Have a dream. Have so dreams we can all now. It. <laughs> Cast your lots. <laughs> Do as it's said. No, I'm just kidding. It, it is really... I mean, the whole theme of obedience throughout the Bible is intense, right? Is that a theme? I would say it's a theme. Intense, I-N-T-E-N-S-E, or intense, like camping? In, no, 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 definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is, you could argue the tense thing. Both, really good. It's intense with- uh, (laughs) Intensity. Intensity, yeah. So, I mean, seeing Joseph's obedience is pretty cool. Um, Not because he was a perfect man, but because he wasn't a perfect man. And that's really cool. Nobody in the Bible is perfect. Spoiler alert. Nobody in the Bible is perfect except Jesus. Spoiler. Really, most of them are horrid. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The Bible is the only book that's like meant to be spoiled on purpose. Everyone's like Jesus. Where's that book about Jesus? This is the same. Cool story. Really good read. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta gotta do it. So (laughs) so they get back to Nazareth, and that's all for the it's written out for the purpose of that fulfillment of prophecy, right? That like um he would flee from uh, what is it? The Egypt thing. Got my out of Egypt. I call, call my, son. my son out of Egypt. Yes, verse fifteen in Matthew chapter yeah. two. So, I mean, and then there's immediately the other, the next prophecy about um, the horrible massacre of children mm-hmm. from 
in uh, Bethlehem or the whole region, right? Oh, I think it's Bethlehem. In all that region. Yeah. Okay, Herod became so furious. I underlined the word furious in my Bible. Then Herod, verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, I need to know, this is the ESV. I want to know if tricked is really the, or deceived maybe is probably used. What's your Bible say? I'm also looking at the ESV. So. <sighs> okay, that's okay. <laughs> when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he became, became furious. <laughs> what a wound to the ego <laughs> right like yeah. and he sent and killed all he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years older under just what a gross display of abuse of power and pride yeah. and just like this is the worst I mean according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men, uh, the two years old and under thing. So, and that fulfilled a prophecy from Jeremiah, which also was about them going into exile from like into, into being captured by, I believe Babylon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's another double entendre prophecy thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, and then the return to Nazareth is the, the, the prophecy fulfillment there is what we talked about last week. The whole like stick, the branch, Jesus stick is man. the branch. Yeah. It would be from Nazareth, this town of wood, sticks. Stick town. Wood. The stick sticks, town. from the sticks, which is so appropriate. Mm -hmm. I always thought that was so funny because like in John, when the disciples are like gathering each other up, somebody's mm. like i forgot who it was somebody's like nazareth does anything good come out of nazareth so it's like the right, sticks. yeah anything good come out of the sticks <laughs> <laughs> what an insignificant blip of a place yeah <laughs> and now immortalized just That's kidding right. so um then it goes right into the next significant story that the people of Israel should be interested in. <laughs> and that's about John the Baptist, yeah. the new sudden strange prophet that comes to like into being like, oh, hi, guy who's speaking like a prophet. We haven't seen one of you in 400 years. Yeah. <laughs> How's uh is that working out for you? Jesus well, I'm in the wilderness cousin. eating locusts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That the that their family is super interesting. Yeah. Uh, because just of how I feel like the greeting that they have when Jesus comes to him to be baptized yeah. is like miss it's it's miss it's easy to think the wrong thing about it. Yeah. Um that like that he that somehow John already knows that this is the Messiah right upon seeing him when that's not the case he just knows like oh I know this guy Jesus and like he doesn't need to repent I know his life <laughs> I'm his relative so why would that's I my <laughs> why why would I be okay baptizing my cousin Jesus over here who I'm pretty sure is just a guy. Because yeah. God is going to tell me after I baptize the Messiah, then I'll know yeah. because that's when God will tell me, will reveal. Mm -hmm. And so like if, <laughs> so if Jesus, if he had already known Jesus was the Messiah, he would have been baptized way earlier, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. we just got to get this moving. Let's go. Messiah. Jesus, come let's on. do this. Yeah, but instead, yeah, right. Uh, there are two, there's so many things about the baptism of Jesus and not just the baptism of Jesus, but baptism in general, yeah. like, okay. Okay. Paige, I'm really excited. So okay. the, yeah. Me too. the baptism, I know, right? <laughs> it's so good. It is. It's um, good. I can't handle it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so he fulfills this prophecy in Isaiah the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, 
This is verse three of chapter three. So then it goes into verse five says like Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about Jordan were going out to him. And they've made a point that he's in the wilderness and he's got like no steady food supply except the bugs around him and honey somehow mm -hmm. like more bugs <laughs> more bugs wild honey and locusts and wild honey and uh they were baptized by him in the jordan river confessing their sins so john's baptism isn't the baptism we experience as the church right? knowing christ yeah. john's baptism was just confessing sin and then being dipped and coming back up and that was it was confessing sins because he's saying prepare the way of the lord right so the kingdom of heaven is at hand all these right. things like so they're getting excited because here's a prophet saying that this is happening now and what a great time because my impression of that time period is that the Roman Empire was not kind to Jews. Yeah, right. <laughs> like anyway, right. just anyway. Any any religious system is that maybe true? Was oh. the emperor of Rome some sort no. of deified person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the maybe, Roman Empire okay. depended on um, religion for its economy. Oh, Roman gods. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they had shrines all over the place, and people were idol makers. And remember, there's a whole thing about it how they were like the idol maker people oh. are like they're going to disrupt our economy because they're not going to. They're saying that they can't worship idols, and what are we going to do? We're going to lose all our money. Let's go kill Paul, right? Doesn't that happen? Right. I feel like that's are these which? What's a Roman god? What it like? Zeus, do we name yeah. a Roman? Zeus. Zeus. Okay. Thank Zeus you. Wait, what's a Greek god? Name a Greek one. Well, the Greeks and the Romans are the same gods. Meshed. They just have different names. Are they really? That's amazing. Yeah. I have so many questions. I love history, <laughs> but I don't know it. <laughs> just kidding. So, so anyway, the the idea that this prophet is saying the Messiah is coming, and that Jupiter. people are. Jupiter. Sorry. Jupiter is the Ro is the Roman god. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Of Zeus, the equivalent. The equivalent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, super interesting. So the um, yeah, the people were coming. This curious thing happens in verse seven, page. Yeah. The okay. So when john but when he john yeah. saw many of the pharisees and sadducees coming to his baptism he said to them you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come bear fruit in keeping with repentance and do not presume to say to yourselves we have abraham as our father for i tell you god is able to make these stones rise up as children for abraham so i mean okay so now I feel like I have to finish it. Even now the axe is laid up to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. That goes back to the people are trees thing. Yeah. That was through verse 10. So I'm so surprised that like it doesn't explain what the Pharisees and Sadducees were doing or saying. It yeah. was just like they John came. Just flipped out. Maybe they came <laughs> to be baptized which is interesting yeah they probably came in humility no they didn't come in humility. <laughs> but it said to his baptism coming to his baptism yeah christine they were mean? coming out to his baptism be like what's going on here everybody's coming out here we got to check this out because they're the the power hungry power hungry where they're does it say it in the bible though oh yeah give me more okay yeah, let's use technology because <laughs> that I like I have it underlined and I'm like, what did they do? I know the Pharisees and Sadducees have arguments amongst themselves, but wouldn't they also be waiting for Messiah and hopeful that he's coming? Yeah, like, isn't that right? So 
like maybe they were genuinely excited to hear a prophet talk about Messiah coming and were like surprised as heck that it didn't matter that they were from Abraham. Uh, so I think uh, here's, I might thing. Be wrong. here's what I yeah. remember learning about the Pharisees and or the Sadducees. I, I can't even keep them separate. I'm not, I can't remember the difference, but like they would hmm. make their prayer shawl tassel, the Teflon extra long because they all wanted to be Messiah. They Tell all thought they were going to be Messiah. You know? oh, okay. So like they're coming out here because this nobody is claiming to be a prophet. Like you just said, no prophets have been around for 400 plus years. And so they're like, okay, if there's a prophet, we're the religious ones. We're going to know about it. They're here with us at the temple, not out here oh. in the middle of nowhere, drumming up weirdness, wearing camel's hair. Okay. They're we're the crowd out of which any religious persons will come you know they really believed messiah. that in defiance of isaiah they believed that sure yeah probably. wow i guess people read stuff in the bible and are like nah well so, well the other thing and is scrolls. like you it's a, a, the nature of prophecy in the bible right okay yeah. is mm -hmm. really hard to interpret in such a way as you can nostradamus the future of right matthew's just making it super clear so we think it's very clear but right and he's not. also okay. doing it from a 2020 hindsight perspective right right he's already been exalted to the right hand of the father at this point when he wrote the book down so like <laughs> right. all these he's been purposefully thinking and studying and talking to people or whatever and wrote things yeah. down with the express purpose of making it clear but at the time mm. he didn't know not it wasn't obvious it wasn't like oh you know the only person that knew i think is john okay right oh yeah maybe maybe the only person that knew at this time what's happening this, in the story it, where John is, is the voice crying out in the wilderness. John may have been the only one who knew. You don't think yeah. the followers that came to be baptized for the repentance of sin. Well, they came to see what was going on, and then after they were, then after they heard him, no, oh, they okay. would like oh, believe see. his message and okay, okay, that I, sure. yeah. But like the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they don't know what's going on. They just heard some guy is claiming to be a prophet. And so they're like, uh, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> what an odd bird. <laughs> Let's go see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but then why this question? Why does John ask them? Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Like that makes me think they wanted to be baptized. Oh, yeah, maybe. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? I don't understand that question at all, Paige. Yeah. Like I understand yeah. the wrath to come. I get that. Yeah. I feel like the, the wrath to come is clear. It's a it's a separation from holiness because we have been unrepentant like what like un, unrepentance is choosing to be our own definition of good and right yeah bad and wrong so who warned you to flee from the wrath to come and then he goes into this whole this is what you got to do guys make it right right oh yeah what okay so bear fruit in keeping with repentance and talking about like the tree is going to get cut down. It doesn't bear good fruit kind of thing and thrown into the fire, which obviously is referencing back to the wrath to come. Right. Isn't that an interesting question? Yeah, it is an interesting question. Yeah. I don't get it at all. <laughs> Cause I feel like, uh, what is we, maybe we need to look at the other synoptic gospels for this like interaction to see what comes out 
But my biggest takeaway from this, even not knowing the answer to that, because I may never, I may never understand it, or you may know next week. <laughs> but the biggest takeaway from that was that I had never really put it together that baptism, the Christ, the baptism that we, um, uh, what's the word, the baptism we employ. No, that's, that doesn't sound right. The baptism we go into, we exercise, no, oh dear. The kind of baptism that we're baptism familiar we with, the baptism we take, oh geez, every, every verb is wrong. The <laughs> baptism we're baptized in. <laughs> uh, sure. That's Either fine. way, the way that we're familiar with baptism today in the church age, first yeah. of all, it's like recent that I understood the church age. Like oh, that yeah. was, I did not understand that the significance of this time in history to that degree until like maybe a couple years ago. I didn't get it. So maybe one, one year ago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pretty recently, I started understanding that the church age is, it's, it's not just a significant time in history, because look how far we've come since sure. the creation or whatever, but it's a significant time in history, not for our technological advancements or our great wealth of knowledge, but because it's the only time in history that, and future history, I believe, sure. that all of the nations can know Messiah. Like you don't have to be from the line oh, of Abraham yeah. to, yeah. Like this is the time in history when that is like open, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Okay. Like that, that's even, you know, people who weren't in Abraham's family or, you know, Israel's family, like Jacob's family, like who were God fearers and believed like their yeah. faith saved them too. Right. Like, right. Like Ruth. Yeah. Rahab, we have all those examples. So that's, that's not exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. What I'm talking about in general is that like, there's a, there's this prophecy that I wish I could remember where it is. I'm just, it's, I'm just thinking about it now. That's uh, let's technology it. So the prophecy that says um, all the nations will come to him basically uh <laughs> this is really i wish i wasn't so vague about this but i remember reading that and thinking like oh my goodness that's the church age that's the church age because Messiah we're i would be a light for the nations maybe what's that what's that they have 42 7. Ooh, that sounds pretty close to probably what i'm saying I think what that's probably what I was reading because Isaiah Behold my will servant, be whom I uphold my chosen in whom my soul delights I have put my spirit upon him he will bring forth justice to the nations yep he will not yes. cry aloud or lift up his voice or make heard in the streets a bruised reed he will not break a faintly burning wick he will not quench he will faithfully bring forth justice he will not grow mm. faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his law Thus God says, thus says God, the Lord who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners of the dungeon from the prisoner, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. Is that the one that's it okay. that's the one technology that's like save the day yeah technology not like necessary jesus for the church age no <laughs> not like jesus did <laughs> oh my goodness yes that's a good that that's is what exactly that's a good that's a good one i like that it isn't it and i passage. like seeing that passage in this new understanding not in this new to Context. me understanding yeah. yes that like the church age is such a specific mm -hmm. 
time in history and it's right at the end of history yeah. before messiah establishes his kingdom like that's why the time is at hand because this is that age yeah. the next step the next big thing like the israelites waited 400 years for another prophet we're waiting who knows how long for Messiah to return. Yeah. And I heard that there was a in the in um the Jewish people among the Pharisees and Sadducees, right? I believe at that time, the teaching was that there were two messiahs. A teaching was that there were Ooh. two messiahs. That, that one messiah came as the suffering servant and the next messiah comes as the ruler. Crazy. So there were like two messiahs preached. But and that's why in John Remember John the Baptist sends his yeah. people to go ask like, hey, are you really the one who sent? Yeah. That's such a bizarre question, right? right? And it was just posed to me that maybe that was to ask if he's that second Messiah also. Right. Because, well, it's pretty clear. God made it super clear. Yeah. The whole descending on you like a dove thing right. that you are the first messiah but are you also the second one that we're talking about hmm. isn't that an interesting thought yeah I don't know that's so cool yeah no i had never heard of the two different messiahs okay so theory. we pin like, that Jesus. yeah i might be wrong about that i did not do my due diligence yet and look up if that's a thing <laughs> christine <laughs> christine this yeah. is also like I don't know how to, I don't know all the answers. Too much. Yes. <laughs> Luckily, good, I got good the rest point. of my life <laughs> to study the Bible. <laughs> Jeez. Yes. Exactly. You exactly. don't have until the end of the month. It's not what it's so, about when you're studying in, the book of Matthew <laughs> for January. You don't have to be done with the book of Matthew. You mm -hmm. don't even have to read the whole thing. If we, yes. I clearly aren't going to read all the chapters and talk about everything. We're no, slowly going through it. Uh, the point of a of the of a Bible of any Bible plan is just to get you in the Bible. In it's it, not yeah. to make sure that you cover all the things. You know, like you, no, yeah. It's just to get you learning something from somewhere at all. But that's the problem I ran into in basically my whole life is that it would be hard to study it. And mm. I didn't know how, mm. uh, as far as how to study, I knew how to read, mm. <laughs> I could read, but I, I grew up with not a study Bible. Mm. So until I was in, uh, maybe I was 19 when I got my first study Bible and it was the John MacArthur. <laughs> Yes, oh, yeah. and uh what a what an interesting thing a lot of people call him a misogynist these days oh. but but why because he just believes in complementarianism i don't know it's not it's very sad <laughs> yeah. i don't know but either way that was when i finally had footnotes to work off of so that would be the best place to start you don't have to know how to look up anything else except footnotes to just start developing your questions and yeah. that those questions become the conversation you have with God in your yeah. working out what truth is mm -hmm. <laughs> because we the core truth we already know that got us to saving faith yeah. God had mercy <laughs> and allowed us we to believe must be born again yes exactly or born so, from above, depending on how you mm. read the Greek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I didn't know John's baptism was also just uh, people confessing that they're sinners and desiring God's way. It kind of reminds me of Old Testament things like Josiah when when mm, the yeah. priest when finds the book. Mm -hmm. yeah or the scroll is it yeah, a book scroll. or a scroll the scroll oh, never been a book. in the temple right yeah. so just king josiah is it's when the nation is divided nation of israel right mm -hmm. so the southern kingdom northern kingdom i think he's the southern kingdom is he 
He's Judah. That's, I would refer to the chart that we talk about so much. That's right. Love the I chart. I look at our chart. Get chart, everybody. Thanks, Pastor Guy. I'm going to put that in the show Thanks, notes guy. just for fun. Made the chart. <laughs> Link it. So chart. good. Such a good chart. So Josiah, right? He, like, it had been a long time since anyone had been faithful to the Lord. Yeah. And so or they even found knew the how book. to. Exactly. Exactly. And I, it seems like Josiah was trying. He was like making repairs on the temple, yeah. etc. <laughs> and well, uh, up and running here. <laughs> there was even something like specifically said about how Josiah was like using funds in order to like repair like at how he paid people and stuff and i yeah. am curious i'd like to look back in leviticus this is all stuff that these are only questions i have after really studying for a long time yeah. you know like right studying at first just looks like i don't know what asking questions <laughs> yeah Asking questions is it like, that's a lot of what study is. And when I didn't have good questions, like when it was just like, sometimes I just have the question, I don't understand this. Yeah. This is not something I understand. Yeah. Why don't I understand it? And then I just sit on that for like a year and then. Yeah. And I I think this is a really important thing to like teach kids because mm. uh, there's so many things going on in their life that they're learning and they just get the answer. Yeah. Their teacher just tells them what the answer is. You just tell them what the answer is. There's an answer. We all already know it. Here it is. So mm-hmm. I think it's important when they have questions about the Bible to be like, yeah, good question. You should look yes. that up. That's for you to figure out. You know, I don't know it. It takes a long time, you know, like in it, like, showing kids that studying the bible is a lifelong process and just because you've been doing it a long time or you're a grown-up doesn't mean you're done it doesn't end Mm -hmm. so yeah and just because you know every sunday school story that they teach you in sunday school doesn't mean there's nothing new to learn from that story that's right that is really hard for kids growing up in Sunday school, the repetition of the same stories. And it's all because that's their key foundational stories for sure. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it stays on just surface level milk, you know, like let's get to the meat is the next place. But really that's so personal too. Like that's why being a mom, you have the best perspective on where your kids are at and yeah. what they are looking for. Yes. Like if they're asking really deep questions, you don't have to worry Praise about God, first of all. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about having the answer. You yeah. do have to worry about brushing them off. Like that's that's very scary. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. just hey, you can just trust the Lord. Don't even don't make that make you doubt anything. Like just no, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Encourage more study, more yeah. questions. Question oh, all, all you know the things. What I do know about that question is that mm. God has the answer. Mm, that's good. That's a good way to frame it. Where truth comes from. Yeah. <laughs> Remember where truth comes from. Mm. Oh, so, but talk, it, that's what it reminded me of Josiah and finding the scroll and his immediate conviction that like we are not doing right by God and we have to change our ways and that kind of repentance like yeah. that's what this kind of what was that what was that what did that remind baptism. me of Paige? baptism it did it really oh. yes John's baptism is yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it reminded me of okay good like, I was like I'm pretty people, sure <laughs> baptism <laughs> what John the Baptist the book says of, okay book of Matthew <laughs> remind you of the book of Matthew Christine I think so I think maybe <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah when yeah. we when these people were coming out to hear john it was like josiah reading hearing god's law and the good news yeah that like there is a plan for peace with god mm-hmm. and it's good and he is just and merciful and loving and right and fair and all of those things don't exist in tension with each other they are perfect together and he is holy and perfect and good and that's something that like how exciting yeah later in the gospels i don't remember where 
But later in the Gospels, there is a story about um, the disciples, I think, or Jesus. No, the disciples. They come across people who, or maybe it's a letter somewhere in the New Testament. Sure. <laughs> there are people identified as having been baptized by John the Baptist. Oh, yeah. But they don't know Jesus yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah. I was just like, I think in my frame that I'd always read that as, I always read that as like, oh, they just went through the motions or something like, oh. but that's not what the text was saying there at all either. That was just, they had the baptism of repentance. Like they right. believed and were sure that Messiah was coming. Time is at hand. Kingdom is near. Yep. They believed all the things that God's prophet was saying. No, the shoe hasn't they, dropped yet. Yeah, they didn't hear Jesus yet. And then they heard and believed. And that was the, and then there, I don't know if people got baptized again to show, because baptism now is that picture. Well, I know it's debated, but I know it's widely agreed on that it's also a picture of the inward experience. Oh no, I'm thinking about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Well, like, 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 okay. So, I mean, it is the picture of the resurrection of Jesus. I think that's the birth again of the being one again of the second birth. I think. I think. Which, yes, that is the way that Jesus showed us. Like, that is exactly what he went through. Yeah. He went through that rebirth in his glorified form, body returned to the father yeah. sitting at so, the right hand i'm so glad that you're a sunday school teacher christine because oh no see that you <laughs> look at it listen to all the things you're talking about you're talking about how there's more than one message and you know that there's a struggle for the children in sunday school that like yeah they think they've know. learned oh we've i already know this story you know and you can you mm. are in the position to help those kids which is really cool and I remember last time you told us you were going to do a craft about the woman in the well, and I need to hear about how it went, man. You know, that's why I was kind of scoffing for a minute. I was like, no, I'm not. (laughs) You shouldn't be so glad that I'm teaching Sunday school because I came up with this craft, every single craft for the woman at the well that I could find was some version of just a well. And the cool thing about each craft, the fun nifty thing, it's the same thing with the crutches of Mephibosheth. Like, the idea that this is a fun craft, but yes. what is the, what's, what's, what's it connecting for the kids? The I don't know. Here. Yeah. yeah. The story of Mephibosheth is deep and wonderful and yeah. has a lot of things to point out. Least of which is that Crutches. he had two broken feet. Like, I mean, that's mentioned and that is important, but it's important to illustrate a lot of different things, both like humanity's brokenness. Yeah, that's illustrated, of course. And both like uh, inability, like just desperate need, desperate, like he's dependent on others because he now has this. All of these things are illustrated in the two feet broken thing, but it really illustrates how in danger he was that he had to flee so well I mean it's not that he really illustrates this is that it also wonderfully illustrates that he was in danger and there was this conflict and how that is the danger that he was in was the reason it's miraculous miraculous that the grace David showed to pursue him like that that fleeing yeah is like it's Adam running in the garden it's Adam and Eve hiding you know it's like we are in danger our lives are Mm -hmm. now compromised we can no longer rule this is a problem I'm scared for my life right flee and so that's like such a good picture that I don't think uh, I know it's true. A lot of people get to see. Yeah, but maybe they your see well it in their craft was still. Oh, a I'm well sorry. Craft. The well. <laughs> My gosh, it was still a well craft, and so that so. 
but unlike that craft where it's like everybody was like oh the crutches you know you're uh, not highlighting the the fact that the crafts or the woman in the wells story are all wells is actually a major part of the story so it's relevant right whereas the the crutch craft is like not relevant why would you why okay just that's not enough you know the well thing yeah is i mean that's a that's like the centerpiece of the whole story and i love what you threw with well (laughs) it was and i was trying to emphasize the water and the thirst that the woman is talking about because i feel that's my uh, so okay this story was the story that brought my father's father to salvation this story of the woman at the well and so it always was an interesting story to me that like he read it and stopped reading the bible at that point like he didn't even get to the resurrection story he just stopped reading the bible there to say to confess i want that water I believe oh. Jesus. Yeah, right? So oh. <laughs> so he then, you know, became a pastor. Yeah. He had that deep thirst for the word of God and to preach it that he became a pastor. Mm-hmm. And I okay, so that's why this story is like that water is super important. Jesus is the living water. Like it's so significant. And so, and there's so many things that are just weird sounding, especially to grownups. So of yes. course it's weird sounding to kids too. And just like, it's, it's really hard. So reminding the kids, putting the jars instead of having a lot of the well, pro- okay. A lot of the well crafts are the fun thing about the craft is that you can move the bucket up and down like oh our gosh. modern wells exactly that's like used to work right we're missing something so cool <laughs> when we do the bucket on the well thing and i know that's the most fun craft that's every single craft is out there and that's it's not necessarily wrong to do that craft it's just you're you know you could do something else that's even easier that doesn't involve yeah. popsicle sticks but <laughs> but the idea sticks. that that's the jumbling part. block of popsicle sticks I know we talked about this before I got the crafts done <laughs> that popsicle sticks are just like I think you said showstopper I, did. I was like like showstopper <laughs> as amazing or showstopper as like no stops go we're not doing stops it <laughs> we will not do this craft okay. that's the one popsicle I meant sticks. and so showstopper was the wrong verbiage to choose because it <laughs> <laughs> a showstopper is like oh, that's amazing centerpiece of the right yeah you're right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but no the I intentionally have a bunch of popsicle sticks because I intended to do crafts with yeah. my kids right. but that is like frustrating that all all of those crafts I hate to say it but it's true they will be thrown away yeah, they're just sure. going in the trash. Yep, sure so are. why are we buying so many popsicle sticks, so yep. many paper cups, so right. many things okay. just to do it? And okay, this goes back to our page. We had and a I conversation had a- today about futility. <laughs> <laughs> but the exercise of using popsicle sticks and making art is not futile. I should no, remember No, it's not. <laughs> I have to convince my kids of this whenever I throw their art away. They're like, I want to draw a rainbow. And so they draw this rainbow, like the mm-hmm. one millionth rainbow they've ever drawn. And I'm like, yep. okay, it's time to throw it in the trash, you know, 10 minutes later, whatever. And they're like, yeah. no, I did that. And I'm like, okay, here's what I need you to understand. Oh no. <laughs> the drawing part is the fun part. Practicing Aww. drawing and getting better, honing your skill is what we're after when we do this, not Aww. the picture. It will be someday when you're so proud of an amazing skill stack that you've cultivated. But right now, mm. it, this is just practice. And so this this is the part we don't need. It was the doing part that was fun, right? That is a good and helpful way to explain that. That's like not sad. 
that's yep. like positive positive. Yep. and it kind of helps them not be attached to a thing yep. like uh yeah that their accomplishment is within them yeah the whole thing to be really proud of isn't how it came out but how you did it you did it you did it you worked it oh so good yeah you can do it again yeah (laughs) oh man every kid should hear about mandalas and stuff (laughs) immediately destroyed (laughs) like oh no but you worked so hard so christine Sorry. You yeah. made the mm. well, the well. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And there's no bucket, but a jar. This, the jar is important to me because that's yeah. one of the great. So often in scripture, we are talked about as clay and God's yeah. a potter, or yes. we're dust and earth, and yes. and so and that we're broken vessels and things like that and Mm -hmm. so I intentionally made a little zigzag like a crack in the pot yeah uh, to just kind of like maybe add a layer of that and I was going to put extra verses around to just kind of the thirst yeah or water that she came with to the well she was filling these jars and representing like our own uh ability to fill ourselves our own ability to fill ourselves anything that we're trying to fill ourselves with and how she has this conversation with jesus challenges him even argues a little and then is like i know who you are now Uh, it's like it's revealed to her that like that's the messiah this is the messiah she's so excited that she leaves the jar and runs back to town. And that's oh. like an effort to get there. Yeah. And so just her total abandonment of the jar is so significant and so beautiful. And I love that. I, that's my one of my favorite parts of the story. And a significant thing for a believer when they become a believer later in life, like you have a life. Yeah. It's hard to become a believer later in life. Yeah. You have to leave human beings relationships it's so hard like not because you're abandoning them but because they'll abandon you and that's like almost promised like that we'll be persecuted and the world will hate us all of these things you can't talk about all of this with kids (laughs) I I I mean you can talk about this the main points pointing out the giving them the right visuals to think on later is helpful like that's not wasted time it might be wasted time if you give them a terrible visual that doesn't connect to anything else it leaves you with the constant disjointedness of stories and that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you have to do such a powerful significant thing every time like you can just know the story know the story you made a well we'll talk about it maybe they'll remember your conversation more because what do you keep? You throw the well away. It's what you accomplished. And that might be a conversation during the craft time. So I started out just asking them all their names because I only recognized two of the girls. We do this three weeks in a row and then we have six weeks off. So this is, that was my first of three weeks with the kids. And so I, and I didn't recognize a lot of them. And I was like, wow, I guess we're a high turnover place here in Amman. Oh and yeah, this I bet. Church. So it was like curious. I was curious at first, like, oh no. But having conversations with them, uh, asking them everything they already knew about the story, right. asking them where in the Bible it yeah. is. See, Christine, this so is why interesting. I'm so glad that you're a Sunday school teacher. I know that oh. you think it's, you keep belittling yourself, but listen to you. You're like asking the kids what they already know. That's exactly what we should be doing. Everyone okay. should start with that, especially older kids. Like yeah. ask them what they already know so that you're not repeating and making it boring. Yeah. Or so that you're diving deeper with like, gosh, yeah. doesn't that frustrate you? Yes. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Or how exciting is that? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Like yeah. go a little deeper with the kids who already know stuff. Um, and that might reveal to you whether or not they believe it even like that yeah. might be very telling and you can enjoy that relationship aspect <laughs> of Sunday school, but also 
um, asking where in the Bible, because my whole thing was my frustration that I was kind of Bible illiterate. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I went to Bible college page, mm-hmm. right? I did my year of discipleship <laughs> school, college thing. <laughs> and that's when I got my study Bible. <laughs> hey, so, no, it's really studying crazy. the Bible. <laughs> so my my big thing because you actually brought up sword drills a couple weeks ago to me when I were talking and if you grew up in the church and you don't know what a sword drill is that's interesting (laughs) but but a sword drill is just quickly finding a verse that from a reference yeah and like how to look up a verse Mm -hmm. and so I asked them where where is this story in the bible do you think and um everyone was kind of like, uh, and this was, this was the older kids that I asked. I didn't ask the younger ones, but sure. the older, the How older, old is group, older, older that yeah, let's do that. So it's below eighth grade upwards of fifth grade, I think. Oh yeah. Fifth so, to eight, or yeah. six, six ten, to eight, 10 to 13, maybe oh, six. To yeah. Eight. 10 to 13. Six. Okay eighth grade I thought you were saying six to eight you years wish. old I was like nope that's first grade no yeah <laughs> well the older kids yeah like they're not at a place where I would expect them to know where everything is in the bible like they yeah. might know all the books of the bible and be able to look up things yeah like that's a common thing for that age I think right. yeah um like I remember elementary school we learned the books of the bible verse song verse <laughs> books of the bible song right so verse song there are so many <laughs> versions verse. of that <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. We have, a, um, we have a version at our house. We use oh, cool. Yeah. We should link one of those or a couple of those. Cause that oh, would yeah. be fun. Yeah, but cool. they didn't have like easy, an easy time answering that. So that was yeah. telling to me, it was like, okay, so I should definitely encourage looking up the verse that we're going to talk about because I don't know don't know if that's happening (laughs) and it might be happening in the so there are three teachers that the kids travel to and three groups of kids by age and so mine mine is just the craft and I kind of just talk about the story and the craft together but someone else does the lesson right and so I don't know what the third person do craft lesson third person does a game oh game game so it's really fun for the kids. They actually really like that setup. It's hard for the teachers because we don't, honestly, we don't coordinate. There's oh, like man. not time for that. There's not time for that. No, really but <laughs> what's interesting though, is they get three different perspectives of a story. And that's really cool. That's very bible the whole four accounts of Jesus in the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super Bible-like. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, yeah, what's your craft next week? (laughs) So I do have a new mission, (laughs) which is to (laughs) figure out a craft for the Jesus being rejected at Nazareth. Yeah. And I'm so excited. (laughs) Like what, what can you craft about that? (laughs) You can craft a scroll and a cliff, (laughs) a cliff, a cliff, craft a cliff. like two popsicle sticks. Oh no, I've no. introduced popsicle sticks again. <laughs> the, I was going to have one stick puppet of an angry crowd and one stick puppet of Jesus. <laughs> and they're just chasing them. You no, do a craft where like a rock stumbles down the cliff and then Jesus disappears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually really fun. The, there could be a picture they color of a crowd, an angry crowd standing yeah. on the edge of a cliff. Yeah. And there can be a like a pull down of oh Jesus. Christine, or a could slide, do like a... a Jesus sliding yeah, across, you... out of the, <laughs> slipping out of the crowd. This is terrible. <laughs> it could be like, where's Waldo? Oh, oh, so they just color the whole time and listen to the but in search of Jesus in the angry crowd. He's got this like big smile on his face. Here's the spoiler. (laughs) He's not there. Oh no. He's not there. Look for Jesus in the crowd, everybody. Find him. So they can throw him over the cliff and we can complete the craft. (laughs) Got a plan. We're gonna 
We've got to find him. It's going to be great, but you have to find (laughs) Jesus first. Don't find him because he's not there. Oh, Oh, we can't throw him off the cliff. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is not the thing I want them to walk away thinking about. (laughs) But it's what I walk away thinking about. Yeah. Right? Uh But I mean, there's so much more to Jesus being rejected in Nazareth. (laughs) like he couldn't do miracles there Paige what's that that's crazy I have so many I have more questions (laughs) but like wouldn't or couldn't oh yeah I don't know I don't know now now I have to oh wouldn't or couldn't that's a good question that actually reminds me of something that happened to me this weekend this magical weekend yes so moms out there, I have three children, six, eight, and 10. At, well, 11 in the next week, which is going to be hard to say six, eight, and 11. But anyways, my husband mm-hmm. took them all over to the other side of the state to hang out with my in-laws. My oldest has a procedure, a medical procedure he has to do in like a big city far away. So like I'm at home. They left Friday afternoon at like 1.30 and they return. They don't return until Tuesday, at least at noon, even if if they, I mean, it's four hours away. So if they left at 8 a.m., which they're almost definitely not going to do, they would get here at noon. Anyway, so I have four whole days, four actual 24-hour time periods all by myself. And I was so excited that I was going to do a silence fast and like pray every hour and just seek after the Lord's guidance to organize my home since we just moved here like eight months ago into the house and it's just been in disarray and I've been trying to get it ordered with the Mm -hmm. chaos of having three children that are in karate and scouts and we homeschool and like my day is so full. And I volunteer for all of that stuff. Like I'm not, I don't just drop them (laughs) off at scouts. Like I'm the scout leader. (laughs) Like I have to prepare what we're doing for homeschool. And then I have to prepare what we're doing for scouts too. It's a lot. I have a lot of things going on. So my house organization Mm. gets neglected, which makes all the stuff I'm doing harder anyway. So this weekend I was like, Holy Spirit, please show me how to do this and not just watch TV all weekend and do nothing, like play video games or something. So what I did was I started making lists and I was like, how can I decide what to do on this list? Pray? And how am I going to discern God's voice? And so then I was just like, I know I'm going to cast lots (laughs) because I don't know. And it doesn't matter really what I start with. I'm just going to roll the dice and then I was like well this is such a great idea I'm gonna cast lots all weekend (laughs) I'm just gonna let the Holy Spirit speak to me in everything I do and what I eat and don't eat and when I wake up and go to bed and I'm just gonna be totally spirit-led and it was such a beautiful lesson because it didn't work like that at all, you guys. <laughs> it didn't. I mean, I came up with this plan where I was like, okay, I can't turn this into like the either or situation that you give a toddler when you're like, you can get yourself in the car or I will put you in the car. You know, it's like, I'm not giving those two choices to the Holy Spirit because that's not spirit led. So I, I had decided to ask yes or no question so it was either on the table or off the table and it was just you know like really a real guidance I felt like but anyway so I did that for a little while I did it for so many things should I listen to this song should I listen to this song should I go to the store now should I eat now should I eat these nuts should I eat this leftover curry should I like pray this prayer should I read this book can I listen to this podcast should I like and I had all these yes or no questions and it was fine it worked out a little bit and I felt really like energized by it and like I was allowing the Holy Spirit to decide me but then I decide my life but then I got in the car to go to the store as the Holy Spirit allowed as the Purim allowed I left the dice at home and got in the car (laughs) to drive to the store to get my dinner and come home 
and in the car, being separated and finally detached from the die, the dice. I can't remember which one is plural. Anyway, being detached from the dice, <laughs> I started like praying slash talking out loud to myself about it. And I was just, it just was like, what? This feels so silly. I can't just, this can't be right. How could this be right? How, why is this wrong though? Because surely God is allowing the dice to give me an answer that is acceptable or something, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what they use, they use the casting of lots in the Bible. That's how they decided mm. on a few things, like in the book of Acts and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it seemed biblical, but I just finally came to the conclusion that, let's see, that um, God doesn't want us to just ask him yes or no questions forever. He's trying to teach <laughs> us to hear his voice, to recognize his wisdom, to get to know who he is and what he wants and to make our will his will. And that's never going to happen if you're just rolling dice for every decision you ever make, what you're going to eat for dinner. So I stopped. By the time I got home, I didn't roll the dice again. And <laughs> I felt like I had learned such a great lesson mm -hmm. from that, though. It was just a cool thing. But my weekend has gone really great. Because casting lots is like even after Jesus has ascended, it's they cast lots, like yeah. it's still something that's done, right? Yeah. So it is kind of like a weird why and when do you do that? And like, yeah. is that a I thing I can always do? Yeah. Things like that's that, it. yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And it's for things where it's like you, you've gone through the process of trying to figure it out, you prayed about it, you've thought about it, True. yeah, pros and cons it, and you're just like, okay either one i can't tell which just cast mm -hmm. lots it's fine you roll a dice and in that because either is good <laughs> yeah because either one is good and it doesn't you can't you personally can't tell the difference so giving mm -hmm. that into the hand of luck slash god the holy spirit guiding the dice if that's what i happens. know what would you you know yeah, right like, i don't you almost don't even have to do something external is yeah something external is good because if both choices are good yeah like you've already you know that god's not condemning one or the other like you're not choosing away from him right whatever and if you he choose does yeah need you to choose one this is possibly a way that that could happen i don't yeah know. you're yeah. allowing for the possibility yeah you're allowing for the possibility and that's not bad yeah. It would be bad to say that God did something he did not do or right. said something he did not say. Yes. That's the bad thing. Yeah. Giving him open access to talk to us and communicate with us in any way is probably fine. Right. <laughs> Seems like, yeah. In any way, like, and think about how the weird ways God has communicated with his people. Yeah. Talking donkeys. Weird. Yeah. That's what it, yeah. Just why not? Why not? Let's use yeah, this donkey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh convey gosh, something I actually really significant. You told me about the donkey thing, Christine. You loved it. <laughs> well, it you were talking about feeling like you weren't qualified to say something oh, about no. something a, a yeah. wrong rabbi was. <laughs> a wrong oh, rabbi. A wrong rabbi. I mean, That's right. well, you know, a rabbi. Rabbis are probably wrong about a lot of things, specifically Jesus. But anyway, unless they're messianic rabbis, which is totally a thing. And I love those guys. Anyways, yeah, no. After our conversation last week about the Nasser stickman thing, when it's like a play on words in Hebrew and Greek. And now I was like, wait, I don't actually know that being a branch is how the Messiah is referred to a bunch of times or whatever throughout the prophets. So I went to look it up. And I was really disheartened because the word Nasser, Nasser, whatever, isn't used that much. But hmm. then it occurred to me that's probably not the only word for the word branch. 
So I just looked up the English word branch and I was like, bajillion hits. And I was like, okay, so that's, <sighs> it's a synonym. <laughs> they use the synonym more often. And it kind of seems miraculous that they even use the Natsar word at all. And it's almost like the Holy Spirit chose them on purpose because they knew that it was going to be a word wordplay in Greek when mm. Messiah came. Anyway. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's very interesting. But who could know that except the author? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, Nobody. the omniscience, right. omnipotent, omnipresent author. <laughs> so, so what's I, next, yeah. week, next week look like for you, Christine? Next week, I'm going to do a really weird, hopefully not morbid craft. <laughs> with a bunch of kids yeah <laughs> um and hopefully I can because yeah once I spend some time looking at it and meditating on it like that's when I think I'm kind of because with the water at the well thing yeah. I read the passage and it was a couple days later that the phrase broken cisterns just popped into my head and I like loved that I got to be reminded of that for a minute yeah. like oh yeah that like that was a warning and a right oh no so <laughs> anyway that's what's going on this week uh there's also a potential snow day here in Amman we already had two Ooh. we'll see that means online school and that's really hard oh it's not oh, really hard did come your on school go it's back like, to being in person wasn't it online for it did it was online for a little while um coming out of the new year yeah there was some uh covid scare i guess here um, i mean there's a isn't there there's ever no presence but i mean in a few years up to the point where they needed ah. kids to be virtual yes yeah. right but only for a couple of weeks and then we were hit with snow days unfortunately so it was mm. a rough get a rough getting back and this week we might have another snow day, which is funny because there's no snow. It's just like very cold, cold, it's a cold day and raining. So oh, it's like, so not even water will, water will freeze though on the road. That's the, what's really yeah, okay. The, Danger. Uh, like scary. Yeah. Driving. And there, days. there isn't the same kind of, um, rain water solution. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Desert, right. right. Yeah. So being equipped for stuff like that is exactly. Important. That's why it's, that's what a snow day is. It yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So snow day. <laughs> How about you? What's going on? Well, I'm going to do some more work in my house before my family comes back tomorrow. And Yay. then uh, my oldest's birthday is over the weekend. And uh, we're just going to try to I don't know if we're going to, I don't know since they're not coming back till Tuesday, if we're going to do any school this week, but we'll see. It's going to be great. We're going to talk cool. about the gospels, hopefully. Yes. Cool. I love how organically, I love how organically Jesus comes up in our lives. It's pretty great. Yeah. Cool. It's nice. Cool. It's nice to be at that place you know, for my kids are older. Yes. And, and I feel equipped to be able to handle that, you know, it's nice. That's so good. I mean, and not how I felt a year ago. And I <laughs> don't even know if I would feel that way now, except in very, <laughs> maybe in five years, yeah. you will, when your maybe. oldest is turning 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he's going to be 11. Well, I'm excited to talk to you next week. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Listeners, yes. we want to talk to you too. So you should leave a comment or email us. Our email is colorandcompanyblog at gmail.com. We both check it. We love you guys and we'll talk to you next week. Keep serving Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Bye.